Three priests were fishing on a boat when they ran out of bait. The first priest got up and walked across the water to go get some more bait. After two hours, they ran out of bait again, and the second priest said he would go get more bait. So he got up and walked across the water. After three hours, they ran out of bait again, and the third priest said he would go get more bait. So he stepped out of the boat and went straight to the bottom. The first priest turned to the second priest and asked, Should we have told him where the rocks were? You're listening to the Smackdown Outdoors podcast. What's up, everybody? How you doing? Smackdown Outdoors Podcast. I'm your host, Doug Glimmervine. And today, well, all of you in video land can see it. And all of you in audio land, well, you will hear it or not hear it. Uh, I'm by myself today. That's right. I am by myself, guestless. I just figured, you know what? I have an idea for a podcast and let's do it. What I'm going to talk about today is when you've never been to a body of water before, what do you do to be more successful when you get there? What are the steps you can take to, uh, you know, to research it, to prepare for it, even though you've never been on it? There's a lot of different ways to cover, you know, a body of water and all the information that's there before you even get to it. So you don't show up blind and spend all day fishing. You can eliminate a lot of water just by doing a little bit of research. Okay, but first, as always, let's go to the state fish. Uh, today is Georgia, and this is going to be another short one because it is the same as Florida and the same as Alabama. It is the largemouth bass, um, the binomial nomenclature, the Latin name for it. I think we've come to the conclusion that it's Micropterus salmoids. Okay. Basically, largemouth are big sunfish. And uh, yeah, that's enough information for today. If you want to find out more, go to Wikipedia or go back to, I think, the. Which episode was that? Was that Code Brown? I think we started doing this. I think so. I can't remember. But we're going through all the state fish as we uh, go along with the podcast episodes here. So that's your state fish of Georgia is the largemouth bass. So let's head over to the Minnesota Fishing Museum and Hall of Fame in Little Falls for the Master Angler Award. This week's Master Angler, we're going back. We're kind of starting from the beginning. It's kind of weird because I noticed that last time it was 2008. Now we're going back to 2007. So I guess their dates aren't exactly correct. But uh, Grant Lindbergh did on September 3rd, 2007, caught and released by Sport Fishing Method from Minnesota waters a 51 and one-half inch muscalonge and is hereby recognized as an official Minnesota master angler. Grant Lindbergh from Cambridge, September 3rd, 2007, County, Malax. Lake, Malax. Species, as we said, musky, 51 and a half. He did release it. And the catch story is caught at 12.47 a.m. on Malax using a blue and silver double cowgirl. His witness was Jim Lindbergh, probably a brother or dad, something like that, uh, who is from Cambridge. And it's a pretty big fish. 
I'd love to say it's a great looking fish, but that back tail is wrecked. The thing is either fighting or mating or something, but uh, it's a nice fish, nice big fish. And that's kind of before you really, I don't know, maybe not. You kind of heard about muskies on Mille Lacs. You know, I mean, obviously you guys are fishing for them out there, but uh, you didn't really hear about them or the size of them like you do now. And it's funny because 51 and a half inches is now not really even, I mean, it's still a big muskie, still at 50 club, but on Mille Lacs, it's like, yeah, 51 and a half is good. But have you heard about the 55 or the 57? So it's funny what, uh, what, 12? No. Well, 11 and a half years will do. Oh, and by the way, last week I said something about like nine years. I think they've been doing this program, even though we're talking about 2008. Yeah, I get it. It's like 10 years or 11 now. So, um, but if, well, 12 now since we're going back to 2007. So it's going to be interesting as we go through the list that if I go from 12 to 13 years, <laughs> this program's been around. Uh, but yeah, so Grant Lindbergh. Congratulations on that 51 and a half inch muskie. You are hereby recognized as an official master angler. All right, let's head over to the news of the week. And I don't know, I might ditch that whole, it's time for the Smackdown Outdoors news of the week. If you guys want it, let me know. Otherwise, I'm just going to ditch it. Uh, let's see. Last week, we talked about, with Mr. Sean Lanky. we talked about, or no, well, two weeks ago, we talked about... Uh, um, uh, the DNR, Minnesota DNR, having a new head of the DNR. Well, now we've got the Minnesota DNR hires a new big game program leader. Minnesota's new big game program supervisor will be Barbara Keller, an experienced wildlife researcher and manager who begins February 1st overseeing the state's deer, elk, and moose populations with the, D D D D with the DNR. Barbara has a strong background in all aspects of managing deer, moose, and elk populations, which will be an asset here in Minnesota, says Paul Tellender, or T-Lander, not really sure, uh, Wildlife Section Chief. We had an exceptional pool of candidates for this position and are looking forward to the skills and experience Barbara will bring to the Minnesota's big game program. Keller, pictured right holding a live elk while doing wildlife research. If you want to see this, this is on Outdoors Weekly. I'll show the picture over there. We'll sitting on the ground with a spike elk sitting in her lap that's cool um let's see uh keller yeah pictured has over 12 years of experience in wildlife management research and diseases since 2016 she was the servid program supervisor for the missouri department of conservation where she oversaw management of of missouri White-tailed deer and elk populations, including the chronic waste disease program, cervid program. Cervid, if you don't know what cervids are, deer are cervid. That's kind of like their family or their genius or whatever. Uh, deer are cervid, elk are cervid, I believe, and moose are cervid. You know, so it's like canine, dogs, canine, whatever. Uh, let's see. Keller also set statewide deer regulations and helped supervise the development of, of regulations for what this for what will be the state's first elk hunting season in uh, Missouri, I think. Yeah, Missouri. The primary responsibilities of the big game program supervisor are to manage deer and elk populations and harvest seasons and said, and to work with groups and individuals interested in big game management to address the ex expectations of a diverse public. 
Um, I'm excited to join the DNR and to get to work on all aspects of deer, elk, and moose management, Keller said. I'm especially looking forward to implementing the whitetail deer management plan. I hope it's a good one. Keller attended Northland College in Wisconsin. Oh, she's a Scotty. Oh, no. That's right. They actually know what they're doing over there with their deer. They've got a ton of them. And received a Bachelor of Science degree in Natural Resource Management and uh, has a Master's degree in Wildlife Science from New Mexico State University and a doctorate degree from the University of Missouri in Wildlife Science. Her research includes studies of bighorn sheep behavior in in Rocky Mountain National Park in Colorado, on bison, pronghorn, elk, mule deer, and white-tailed deer populations in Custer State Park in South Dakota. Wow. And a restored elk population in the Missouri Ozarks. Keller enjoys deer and turkey hunting, hiking, paddling, and fishing. Keller overtakes for Eric Thorson, who had accepted a temporary assignment to oversee the agency's white-tailed deer and other big game programs. So there you go. So the Minnesota DNR has a new big game program leader. Hopefully she does her job and does it well. And like I said in the podcast with Sean Lanky, if you don't like what the people in the DNR are doing, let them know. Raise hell. Okay. All right. So I think that's going to be it for the this week's uh, news of the week. Let me just flip through just one more time, see if there's anything that really catches my eye. Um, that is if my computer wants to work. Uh, let's see here. Hmm, fishing, hunting, nothing really. Nah. All right. So, as we, uh, as I said, I'm by myself, all by my lonesome. I got bored, so I'm like, let's do a podcast. What do I want to do a podcast on? Let's do a, a podcast on going to a body of water you've never been on before. What are the steps you can take to have some success? And I'm not talking going out there and, and catching all the 29-inch, you know, walleyes and, and five-pound bass and, you know, giant crappies and stuff like this. But with... The ability to find fish gives you the ability to find those big fish. So this might help you. Who knows? What I do first when starting out, and I kind of got my list here. So all you folks in video land, if you want to zoom in on that, that's my list. If you can read that chicken scratch, congratulations. Um, The very first thing that I do when I find out, hey, I'm going to, we'll say Vermilion. Okay. And this is what I've done. Vermilion, I've been to Lake, like this last year, Lake of the Woods. I've been to Lake of the Woods before, once before, but I didn't really do, I, I didn't have the chance to really do much of this. And I was still kind of new to the whole tournament thing and breaking down new lakes and all that stuff. I've always just kind of been a guy that went out and just kind of fished and saw what I, you know, just kind of let's see what I can find look for some structure maybe and throw some lines in the water and there we go but as i fish tournaments i started picking up these tips these you know and hints and and different things and and learning different ways to break down that body of water before i even step on the dock you know step in the boat before we pull up to the access anything first thing i do and it's kind of a 1a 1b Okay, first thing I do is send out the bat signal. Okay, I start sending out text messages and Facebook messages, calling people and going, hey, I'm going to this body of water. 
what do you know? And it gets a little tricky, especially if you're fishing tournaments, because one, you have to remember who you're fishing against. And if you're fishing against 100 boats and I've got, you know, like 3,500 some Facebook friends, you don't always remember who you're friends with that are fishing tournaments and this and that and da, 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 da. There was one guy, I go, hey, you know, got any information, whatever. He goes, dude, I'm fishing that too. I'm like, oh, that's, sorry. <laughs> so basically, you know, you send out a message, a text message, a Facebook message, call people and go, hey, look, I'm fishing a tournament or I'm, if you're not fishing a tournament, hey, I'm going to this lake. I know absolutely nothing about this lake. What can you give me? If you're a tournament fisherman, add what can you give me, or to the end of what can you give me, add, unless you're already helping somebody else, I understand. You know, because they're not going to give you the information and you don't want to let them, you know, seem like you're upset if they don't, you know, just go, hey, you got any information for me? Da, 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 da. Um, let me know if you can help. If not, I get it. Somebody else is fishing it or you're fishing it, whatever. Um, but send out that bad signal. You know, don't be shy. Send out messages to people you wouldn't think would help you out. You know, pros, you know, if you know of a pro, I, there was a certain pro. I'm not going to give his name out because I don't want everybody bothering him for information on lakes. But I'd only met him once before at uh, a sports show or something and we talked a little bit about whatever and I said you know send him a message saying hey I'm going to Lake of the Woods can you give me any information if you're already helping somebody else out I get it that's cool whatever and he sent me back a lot of different things to look for not just spots you know like here's the the waypoint but these are the things you look for you know what kind of fish are here what kind of water it is there um this transition to that you know blah 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 so you can send out messages to anybody you think that might know a little bit about the lake okay let me go through my list <laughs> um as you all as you're doing that because this is this like i said it's kind of the 1a 1b kind of thing um break out start breaking out your maps Okay, and there's many different kinds of maps because you're sending out and by saying one A one B, it's like well, as you're sending the messages out, you can be looking at the maps. Okay, there's all sorts of different maps. There's really there's so many it's kind of mind-boggling these days because you've got the old paper maps, and there's multiple different kinds of paper maps. Lake there's little uh, uh, hotspot maps. And the cool thing about the hotspot maps is that there's actually spots on there now that are kind of known spots for fish. And they tell you, you know, they number them all. So let's say you go to Mille Lacs and there's 60 spots, we'll say whatever. They'll tell you that spot. And not only, hey, there's fish, but they'll tell you kind of what kind of what, what that spot's known for, for the kind of fish. They'll also tell you, hey, this is kind of the time of year to fish this spot. They'll tell you kind of how deep to stay in that spot um you know look for rocks look for the weed edge and they'll um also tell you kind of what to use for bait whether it's you know dragging cranks in the late summer or you know jigging minnow the rest of the year or whatever it'll it'll give you a lot of information to go out there to these spots for those fish and you might have some success Okay, so that's that's the first map I always start with. And then there's a couple other ones. I don't have them with me. They're buried in all my summer stuff, um, being that this is 
January. It's all of my summer stuff. I should have them out, though, because they do have some winter information on them, too. Um, but there's another one, too. I think it's Arrowhead, I think, is come came out with one, I believe. Uh, let me look this up for just a second. But Arrowhead, uh, which I believe is like... Um, I think it's an old... Uh, is it Garmin or ne- or something like that? Um, it's a company that used to do maps or doing doing maps now. Um, where are these things here? Well, of course, now I can't find them. But Arrowhead Lake Maps Shop Four. No, that ain't working. That's actual. But anyway, there um, there's a couple different kind of of. of paper maps and you go well if you have one why not just use that one and go because each different company doesn't map the lakes all the same and depending on how old your map is what year it came out it might change from year to year to year so that's another thing too is is if you see like the hot maps if you see the same exact or if you see um you know malax you're at the store and you're like okay i'm going to malax and and it looks like they've got two different covers you know, fronts, looks to them, whatever. Open them both up and look at them and compare them, okay? Because they might be different depending on what year it is. So that's why you want to go with multiple different maps because depending on what company, which year, um, you know, and it might be different. It might have added some things. There might be some changes to the lakes. And it's not a bad thing to have even, say, the hot maps, to have multiple, if they are different, Go ahead and pick them both up because there might be, depending on when it was it was charted and even what time of year it was charted, some things might change. Some things might change. So you've got your paper maps. Start there. You know, you've, you've sent out your messages and you're continuing to send out messages all the way up until you're in that water. Okay. Keep bothering people. Keep bugging them. See what kind of information. And then you're looking at your paper maps. Okay, so now go to your paper maps and then start looking at all these different paper maps. You can start with one. Okay, start with that hot maps or whatever. Look at it. Go, okay, these are the spots I think I want to look at. You know, maybe color them with a red pen and then go, these are maybe the backup spots with a blue pen or whatever. Go through that map. And then what you do after you're done going over that map, then go to your next map and then compare that one to the first one. Okay, go over that second map and go, look, I think this is a good spot. This is a good spot. Don't don't necessarily compare them right away. Look at that second map away from that first map. Don't look at them at the same time. That way you're kind of getting a fresh look to it. And they all look different. And the, the depth lines are different. Um, I know the hot maps, it's not as detailed depths as that. Uh, what is that other one? called i sh- i know i should have researched it i got it somewhere um but anyway so look at them all differently and then go back and then compare them all okay take them all look at them all together and then when you start seeing a pattern in these maps going okay well this spot is the same as this spot on this map and this spot on this map and whatnot okay then you've got a pattern so you go okay well then this is the spot you know this is one spot we want to check out for sure this is another one and then this is another one and then this is another one and then those spots on the maps that might not be on other maps i know i'm saying maps a lot those would be kind of the secondary uh, spots for me that's kind of what i would do is go to those second if need be okay so you got your paper maps and then what you can do 
is break out your Navionics app on your phone. Okay, your Navionics app. Um, if you don't have it already, get it. It's super cheap. I think you might there. I think there's even a free model. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I don't even pay for this one. I couldn't tell you. I just download it, make sure I have it, and then you can compare that to your paper maps. And all this time, what you're doing too is with your messages that are coming back from the people you're te texting, Facebook, email what carrier pigeons whatever compared their what they're telling you with these paper maps and then your navionics your navionics on your phone okay your navionics on your locators you know your gps on your locators whether it's you know a portable one like i use my ice fishing uh my ice helix ice or the one that's uh, permanently mounted on my boat keep uh you know compare those to your paper maps and the info that uh, you're getting from your friends and whatnot. Um, make sure, okay, when it comes to your Navionics on your phone and make and your boat and whatnot, make sure that you're updating all your cards. Okay, make sure that they're update. Make sure that the on on the phone you can update it basically anytime you want. It really doesn't matter. You just circle the area or square it off or whatever however they have it just update your maps keep those updates so now you've got your paper maps you got your 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 maps on your locators and your phone and all this stuff start comparing okay and what you can do too is as you're comparing those with your phone and your locator you can start putting down the waypoints onto your phone onto your locators so they're already there. So not that you're not going to take the, the, the paper maps with you because you should. You definitely should. Um, but now you can already have those waypoints in there. So when you get to the boat and you want to go, okay, we want to go to the first one and label them before you get to the water. You know, as you're comparing them, as you're putting them in, label it spot one, spot two, spot three, you know, depending on where you're launching from or, or whatever. Um, that way you launch the boat, you go... Go to, you know, on your on your locator, you hit go to spot number one. Boom, done. And then you can start fishing. Okay. So you've got all the info that you're getting from your friends and whatnot. You're getting all that info from the paper maps. You're getting all the info from the, uh, the locators and your phone and all that stuff. Here's another one. Okay. Now, the DNR, I think, has some maps, too, you can check uh, before you go. Here's another one. Google Earth. Okay. And, I'll, and just make sure that when I say Navionics, I meant Navionics or Lake Master or Garmin, whichever card, whichever chips you have, not just Navionics. I'm not affiliated with any of them, so whatever. I just use Navionics. But it could be Navionics, it could be Lake Master, it could be Garmin when I'm talking about the locator type of deal. Get those just so I'm covering everybody's bases because I know people are like, well, I don't use Navionics. Well, use your Lake Master or your Garmin or whatever you know uh let's see google earth okay google earth you wouldn't not everybody thinks about this and I've, I've opened a lot of people's eyes to this especially if you're fishing shallow um well and, and i guess if you're fishing deep too because if you look at a google earth image of a lake unless it's completely green and covered with weeds right you're going to be able to see those weed lines you're going to be able to see where those points come out whether the sandy rocky weed points whatever uh you're gonna see the dark deep blue well that's deeper water so you can compare those two 
And sometimes on Google Earth, you can actually go back to different times of the year to see where these weeds have grown up and sometimes different years. So you can go back and compare, okay, so we're fishing for whatever and where are these weed lines at? Okay, the weed lines, well, let's go and see what they're like in the beginning of the year compared to the middle of the year or compared to the end of the year, whatever time frame you're going. And then you can compare year to year to year to see if it's consistent or maybe it was, you know, really hot one summer or cold one summer. So there are more weeds than there's not. So then you can start seeing where these weed lines are and then you can compare that to all your maps and go, well, you know, it did seem like a really good spot, but it looks like it's just really covered in weeds year after year after year all the time. So maybe, you know, we won't go to that one quite yet. We'll go hit these other spots that might be a little easier. Although big fish love weeds, so don't be scared of them. But so Google Earth will tell you a lot of different things about a lake by just looking at it from an overhead view. Okay. And then uh, things like um, on X. They have those kind of Google Earth images. Um, let's see. What else do I have here? Anything about... Um, no. Okay. So when it comes to the maps and stuff, hopefully that covered it out. Get as many different maps as you can of that body of water, whether it's paper, whether it's electronic, you know, the phone or your Navionics Lake Master Garmin you know, locators and stuff, uh, different maps on the computers. Um, those old school white plastic maps that are, if you're watching, you know, on, on YouTube or whatever in the video, um, they're about 12 inches wide, about eight inches high plastic, black writing. I don't think I have one or do I, but anyway, um, wait a minute. No, I don't have one. I don't want to go running out of here. But um, those are a decent one, too, because those are actually pretty old maps. And sometimes they have those old-timer locations on them that aren't on the new maps and that nobody wants to give up, you know? So that might not be a bad one, too. Sometimes I'll pick that up depending on where I'm going. If it's a, it, Typically, if it's kind of a smaller lake, it's kind of hard with the big ones on that because they can only cover so much and be so accurate. Like Lake of the Woods, I think there's like four, five, six of them or something, depending on if you're staying in on the American side, if you're going to Canada. So that might be something to check out, too. Compare that with all your paper and your, your electronic maps. We'll say we got paper, we got electronic maps, we got that plastic map. So hit all of those up. All right. So then you've got the Google Earths and the DNR maps. Okay. So you've got all that. Now what do you do? Okay. And remember, you're still getting all this information coming in from people that you've sent messages out to. Hopefully you're getting information. Okay. Okay, now what do you do? Well, you can call the resorts. If you're going to a resort, call them up. Ask them, hey, what kind of information can you give me about this lake? Um, you know, make sure they have time. Go, hey, can you run me through this lake? If you got, you know, a couple minutes or whatever, or when is a good time? I can call back, get as much info so we can, you know, tell them what you're doing, whatever. Call them up. Ask them about, you know, what kind of structure am I looking for? What parts of the lake and have your have a map with you so you know when they say this point you know diamond point and Clearwater uh lake and blah 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 you know um 
they can you you know you can uh you can sit there and you can look at the map while they're pointing this out circle it or highlight it or whatever but get as much information about that as you can from them you know bait what kind of bait should i be bringing up you know what do they typically hit that time of year you know don't wait until the last minute to really talk about this get a hold of them early if you know if you can if you have that time so let's say you got a month to go give them a month you know a month in advance and just get as much information from them as you possibly can um one shortcut to all of this is just hiring a guide from said resort then you wouldn't have to do anything including bringing any gear um but or you could hire them for like a day have them show you around do some fishing whatever and then go about your business with you and your friends or just you um what you do what i would do though is like i said don't call them like the week of and go hey what's this 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 save that you know the the week of call or the few days before call is hey what are they biting on right now you know what kind of you know what bait what lure whatever you know what should i be bringing up what are the, what's the hot bite right now you know not unless you really want to wait until the last minute and call them and try to get them to talk you know last minute type of thing but uh let's see so calling the resort um let's go to going through my making sure i i cover everything here uh yep 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 all right so you've called all you've sent your messages you've called people you've gone through all your maps you're you're comparing your always got your maps so whatever bit of information you get you can refer back to your maps and adjust your spots to that now youtube internet videos i if you don't do this already you're losing out okay go to youtube put in whatever lake that you're going to let's say lake of the woods lake of the woods fishing you know lake of the woods bass fishing or walleye fishing or whatever whatever lake you're going to such and such lake fishing there is a wealth of knowledge on fishing lakes i mean particular bodies of water on youtube now not all bodies of water are going to be on youtube but it might be and if it is hopefully it's you know pretty decent but i found a lot of information about certain lakes and what to use there on youtube i had a tournament to, uh, first year fishing the aim series i youtube you know lake of the woods i started using you started watching videos and watching videos and watching videos and videos and videos and videos and everything i could and as i'm as i'm watching these okay it's pretty much a lead core bite okay we could have used downriggers but we didn't have downriggers so we're like okay it's basically going to be a lead core bite or maybe in the up in the shallows just a you know a, a long line mono you know whatever um but it was gonna be lead core so I'm like, okay, lead core, cool. I already know how to do lead core. It's pretty basic. You, you really weren't going to get many spots because Lake of the Woods, the time of year we're in, is pretty – it's it's kind of the fish. It's not like you're going right next to, you know, an island lake within 100 feet. You, there's a couple of places you, you, you are in the general vicinity of, but a lot of that time was just wide open. You could be in the mud 
you know, type of thing. Um, there was some good information on what to look for with the water itself and then the fish you're catching. But for me, it was more or less, what are they using? What kind of baits were they using up there? So I'm watching these videos and I'm writing down everything that I could find, you know, all these different baits. I was, you know, looking at them, pausing the video going, what bait is that? And I'd write it down. And what bait is that? And I'd write it down, write it down, write it down. And I came up to a video where it's like, okay, that's cool. You're catching a lot of fish. They're catching a lot of good fish. You know, like I get what they're looking for in the water and da, 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 da. And they were talking about a certain bait. I'm not going to give it away. <laughs> Although I, if you know me, I've said it before, big deal, but Hey, go research it on YouTube. There you go. Um, but they were, they were using a certain bait. They were having some success on it. I was like, cool. I wrote that one down, blah, blah, blah. And he mentioned a bait, the same bait, a different color. He mentioned a different color kind of near the end of the episode. It was like, yeah, we caught a lot on this one. We caught a lot on that one. And then we also used this color here, had some success. And I was like, oh, okay. So I wrote that one down and I went out and I bought them all, made sure I had them, you know, a couple of each, whatever. And the one that he just mentioned was the one that we literally caught 90% of the fish that went on our card. Well, 90% of the fish we caught, period. Um, I can't remember, you know, there might have been one or two on the card we caught on a different bait or whatever, but 90% of the fish that we caught came on that lure that he only mentioned the color. He only mentioned the color. He didn't show it. He just mentioned it. While the one he showed and the one he used, basically throughout the whole episode, it seemed like, didn't really work at all. So... But it's funny because that color scheme this year, this past year, seemed to be a pretty darn hot color. But once again, I used that color and I only caught like one or two fish. So, And then the color that we caught 90% of the fish on, couldn't really buy many fish on it this year. So walleye are finicky. But let's go back to why I'm talking about YouTube or talking about this is going to YouTube, getting all the information and really listening kind of in between the lines, you know, watching and, and listening and, and looking in between the lines on a lot of things um, will get you a lot of information. So YouTube is another one or just general internet videos or Facebook videos or wherever you can find videos and search, you know, Lake of the Woods, walleye fishing. There you go. Videos. And then meantime, if they do give you some spots or some things to look for, you know, you know, we're out here and, and it was really nice because that video, actually, they were out there right about the same time we were going to be out there. So if they had mentioned anything like, you know, we're out here in this time of year, look for the rock humps or look for the weed edges or look for the sand flats or look for the mud or blah, blah, whatever they said, I could go, oh, OK, cool. Since we're going to be, be out there about the same time, then I can put check that back onto the maps and go, okay, well, let's see on the maps. Um, okay. There's a spot there. There's a spot there. There's a spot there. Does that correlate with any of this other stuff that I had already previously done that might change my thinking of where I'm going to go first type of deal. So yeah. So YouTube, that's another good one. Uh, let's see. Um, resort fishing reports. And Facebook fishing reports. That's another good one. And that's, you know, once again, that gets closer to when you're actually going to go. You know, if you if you want to call the, the resort or just go online to whatever resort you're going out of or the resorts around that body of water, too. You know, instead of calling them the, the week of, you could always 
just go online and check that out too. But that'll tell you current or as current, typically like the week before, you know, whether or not they're biting good, where they at, you know, where, you know, what part of the lake have they moved to or how deep or the colors of the bait and this and that and the other. So that'll get you, you know, a good, uh, a good kind of starting point, you know, closer to that date. So you're a little more prepared when you actually get there. Um, let's see here. I've already told you to bother all your friends and family, uh, bait shops in that area. And this one might be a little closer to when you're literally like going up there on the way up there, or you're already up there, local bait shops, you know, and when you get into little towns, what I've learned is if you look on the walls in the little towns, they got the baits that work. You know, the, especially the smaller bait shops, the ones that can't have an entire, you know, 300 by 300 foot square of, uh, you know, bait and tackle like, a, you know, Cabela's or whatever. Um, they're going to carry the stuff that works on that body of water. And pretty much only that body of water, some of them, you know, unless there's a few lakes in, in the area. But really pay attention to what's on the wall. If you're seeing a lot of a certain color make sure you have that color you know if if you're a certain style of fishing you know if there's a whole lot of crankbaits on that wall and not a lot of other stuff you might want to look into some crankbaits or spinners or jigs or whatever else you know but also talk to them you know say hey we're up here we have no idea this is kind of the research what i've done bring in a map bring in your we'll call it your final you know, final draft map that you've been working on and, and narrowing all this down. And you can go, you know, look, this is, we're kind of thinking of starting here, 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 and here. You know, where would you start? Is there another spot on this map you might want to, you know, we might want to check out. But talk to those bait shops, you know. And then, uh, heck, if, you know, if you're seeing other people with boats, ask them. Can't hurt, right? Um, let's see. Um, let's see if you've been to a lake, do you have any past knowledge of that lake? Of course. Um, but of course we're talking about if you've never been to a lake, but Hey, whatever. Um, if you get on a spot when you're at, let's go jump ahead just a little, little bit here. If you're on a spot and you're catching a lot of fish, okay. Having a good, having a good, uh, day of fishing, look at the map and go, Hey, what is like this on this lake? Is there another spot on this lake that's just like this? Because not every spot is going to be able to catch fish all stinking day on that spot. So what about another spot that looks like that? When this one, we stop catching fish here. Let's go try this spot because this is similar. It's kind of the similar point. The wind's blowing into it kind of the same way. Or if, if it's kind of the same looking weed line going into the same mud or sand or rocks or whatever. So that's another thing to pay attention to. And especially when you're, you know, when you're looking at these maps, it might not be marked as a hot spot, you know, on location type of deal. But if you're looking at the map and go, you know, this one here, you know, we've we've got a similar drop. Uh, we've looked at the Google Earth and it's kind of got the same weed line or same, you know, sandbar or whatever. We might want to check that one out, too. So there's that. Let's see here. Um, and then also, yeah, I mean, when you're let's say you're going out for walleyes, what kind of structure do walleyes like that time of year? Check those out on the maps. 
Uh, let's see here. What else do I got? Anything good? And uh, got anything good? And then I guess I'll just say the general seasonal pattern for fish. You know, you've got all the information from all the maps and all the information from from this and that and the other. But what are just the general seasonal patterns for these fish? Are they low? Are they uh, shallow? Are they deeper? Are they transitioning? You know, are, is it real early when they're spawning? So they're really, really shallow. Is it, you know, really, really hot out? So maybe they're going to be really, really deep. That might be something to look into too. So, but anyway, so I figured I'd just touch on a few things. I didn't want to make this a super long podcast. Um, yeah, I just wanted to kind of cover some different ways, kind of how I go into a lake that I've never been on. Um, start sending out that bad signal to everybody you have. You know, everybody you know in your contact list. Hey, I'm going to this body of water. Do you have any information for me? Um, if not, that's cool. Pretty simple message. Um, then break out all your different maps, your paper maps, your electronic maps, whether it's on your phone or on your locators like Lake Master. There, I'll give you another shout out, Lake Master uh, or Garmin. Um, and then those, like I said, those old school plastic maps, the white plastic maps, um, compare all those maps, YouTube, 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 Google earth, um, bait shops, resorts, uh, just get, I guess what I'm trying to say is try to get as much information as you can ahead of time, you know, and the longer you have the better. So when you find out you're going somewhere, start that research that day and uh, you will have way more success. So hopefully I carried uh, covered everything. If there's not, if there's something I missed, um, go ahead and hit us up on the Facebook page and uh, comment below wherever below is on the Facebook page. But <laughs> but uh, let us know some of where, how you prepare to get on a body of water you've never been on give us some of your tips and whatnot um like i said i think i pretty much covered everything for the most part that's kind of what i do just break out the maps ask as many people as i can do as much uh you know videos do as much research as i can before i get out there and try to come up with that game plan you know before you get there including even the spots you go to this is spot one spot two spot three and if you do all of that stuff guarantee you will have some sort of success okay all right everybody well thank you for listening to the podcast and thanks to allicefishing.com they are the sponsor of the show if you want to save 10 to 20 percent off of things like augers fishing electronics uh bibs uh ice fishing accessories rods and reels portable shacks all that kind of stuff check out allicefishing.com they save you 10 to 20% off those big box store prices. And they even do like uh, contests and stuff every once in a while. So check them out on their Facebook page. Make sure you go give that a like. Um, they are from Minnesota. It's a Minnesota family. It's a Minnesota company. They just want to save you money. They're great people to work with. I've told them that, hey, even if you don't want to do anything with the podcast, I'm still going to help you out, you know, otherwise. So check them out. Allicefishing.com to save some money on ice fishing gear like 10 to 20 percent i mean that's more bait you know or that's more lures or that's another hat or new auger blades i know you need new auger blades by the way i bought some new auger blades the other day i should have done that like a year ago yeah god 
horrible. Um, so yeah, check them out. Allicefishing.com, Facebook and the website, allicefishing.com. All right, everybody. Well, we will see you next time. Bye-bye.